This ESPN Chicago podcast is presented by 19 Crimes Wine. What's up, party people? Ain't no party like a Cali Gold party because a Cali Gold party don't stop. Pour yourself a glass of that Cali Gold with your boy, Snoop Dogg. It's Super Bowl week here on Bluck and Abdallah, which means Adam Abdallah is eating soup every night. It's soup per week here on Bluck and Abdallah. We have a budget this year. Danny Zerman, our director of content, has given us $40 for soups for the week. And tonight, I am jealous. That looks this like a, a hearty soup. soup. I'm holding the cup up. Wow. That's a, the cup I'm getting. That's, it's only it's only filled up to about here. But and that's I'll, nice. You don't but I'll need, tell you why. What do you got? Because so this is the so this is the, the first okay, so go through it. Monday was Pedarino's tomato bisque, okay. three out of five bowls. Okay. It was okay. All right. It was small. It was, small. it was a cup. It was very it was a very small cup. Last night, catch thirty five, where Chicago meets the ocean shore. Yep. The shrimp bisque, four out of five bowls. It was decent. It was, also a cup it, it very good. small. This, it looked like a good amount of soup. This, they don't give you an option. This is their famous tortilla soup okay, it's, from it, a place called Shoko, okay. X-O-C-O, that is owned and operated by Rick Bayless, Okay, Skip's brother. Yes, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Fire hot takes. Yeah, well, I'm going to eat some fiery hot soup. And this is their <laughs> famous tortilla soup that has pasilla ch- chili and roasted tomato, crispy tortilla strips, chicken breast, avocado, Artisan jack cheese and a thick cream. I didn't go with the cream. I'm not a big sour cream person, so I got it no cream. Okay? Okay. And that, my friend, is what's in Oh, you have a second cup. Wow. So the chicken and onions. Chicken and onions and the broth and everything is in here. And then what we do here. Oh, don't make a mess. I'm not making a mess. Pouring the one cup, the dry cup, into the soup. That's the dry part. And then I'm gonna I need it. I need my spoon for the cheese and the uh Wow, now you're scraping out the cheese from the bottom of the cup. And there So now it's perfectly on top of the soup. Just like that. Wow. Just like that, my now friend. that's a soup. Just like that, my friend. I got to get a picture for Congratulations. you. Congratulations. For, for, for Twitter. See, this is what I'm talking about. We get a budget and boom, that's a real soup. Now, here's our problem. What's the problem? So, our first soup was $6.58. Now, okay. remember our budget. Our budget is $40. Yeah. Our first soup was $6.58. Okay. Our second soup was $7.76. That puts the total right there at about 14 and change, right? Sure. This soup was... So right now we're at $28.86. Okay. Leaving $11.14 for two days. For two days worth of soup. Okay. Now. That looks like a great soup, though. This is so good, dude. I can't wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. We'll chew into the mic so we can hear this. I hear that crunch? Those are tortillas. Yeah, I can hear it. That sounds pretty good. This is excellent. This is a five out of five soup. That, that looks like a beautiful soup. This is soup. a five out of five. I knew this soup was going to be a five out of five soup. This is one of my favorite soups in the city. This is a meal. This this soup is a meal, my friend. That's a nice soup. This is great. This I'm, is delicious. I'm admiring your soup right now. And let me tell you, Shoko is a great place. I'm telling if you can't get into Topolobombo, which is the other restaurant that Rick Bayless owns, go to this place. It's so good. 
Now, I, I will say this. Uh, there is an, a partnership opportunity. Uh, hopefully next year we'll still be having uh, this show, Black mm-hmm. and Abdallah. And uh, I would imagine next year at this time we will have Super Week as well. Oh, of course. Uh, so if you and your restaurant want to get in on Super Week, please contact the station. Let, let us know that you would like Adam Abdallah and Chris Black to come on out and taste some soups. We could do that. For Super Week because it's absolutely something that we could do. It's a mm-hmm. little late now since Super Week is taking place now. But for next year, for next year's Super Week, it's absolutely something that we could do. So here's the problem. Here's what I'm, here's what I'm, I'm worried about for the next two days. I could do one of two things. I could go over budget and say, hey, Danny. We went fifty dollars. Can I have? Can I have the extra ten dollars? I don't think that's going to go over well. Right? Maybe he'll go for it. Maybe I don't he think won't. So. I don't but think the point so. is, though, in next year, I can say, Danny, I spent fifty dollars. I need fifty dollars. Right? Well, yeah, that's your play all along. Is if you go over now, you can say that that's what we needed. So yeah. then next year, you can get that for the budget. Exactly. Right. It's the first or, time in show history that we have a show budget. We got forty dollars for soups. It's pretty and good. And forty dollars for boxers. That's to be uh, announced also soon, soon or it's updated soon. Or what I could do is go full, what I call full Abdallah bit. And tomorrow... Oh, and we love those. I know. Tomorrow we're in for Greeny. <laughs> yeah. All right? 10 a.m. to noon. I could just bring cereal in. That's ah, lame. That's lazy. I could, go, I could go to Walgreens. Lazy. I could go to Walgreens, get the, <laughs> get the pre... You know why they've got the, the singular bowls that you yes. can get of like fruity pebbles yes. or whatever? Buy that. <laughs> For and like save two dollars for well, I could get uh, that Friday? for like two dollars and get a thing of milk for okay, like two dollars. So you're working for like nine bucks. Yeah, and then I've got eight or nine dollars to left over for Friday. Okay, so I have to decide that. I have to decide what I'm going to do. That is something you have to decide. Yes. I agree with you I'm on that. All right, so there you go. There's Abdallah with uh, his soup. Uh, congratulations, because that's a beautiful soup. Dude. Oh, uh, that, that, is. that is quite the soup there. And the update on the Brady underwear, it is en route. It has shipped. Oh, nice. It will be here early next week. Oh, And great. then we will give you our review of the Brady underwear. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, we purchased uh, a pair each of the Tom Brady underwear. Uh, you know, he sent the photo out earlier this week where he's cupping the little guys, and yeah. he took a shirtless photo uh, on the corner of his bed and his face looks all weird um we ordered the underwear mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. we have two mm-hmm. pairs on their way we got that approved too we did i mean th- this is big here early in the year yeah 2023 we're using up our entire budget yep. here in the month of february that's fine getting boxers and 40 dollars for soups just downhill from here well, now we gotta absolutely. pay for everything ourselves well you know that's what we do all right, so uh, Black Abdallah, if you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. I want to ask you about this uh, in regards to the Chicago Bears. I saw this from uh, Brad Biggs, his mailbag, on the Chicago Tribune's website. And one of the questions that he responded to in his mailbag was a que- question we actually received last night here on the show. You remember the caller that called in and asked us if we thought it would be possible for the Bears to pick up Keenan Allen? If he was released by the Chargers, yeah. So, and we we got into a good conversation about different wide receivers who could be available for the Bears uh, here. Be as we head towards free agency, which guys around the league may be uh, released by their current teams that could possibly help out this Bears uh, wide receiver core. And Brad Biggs addressed it, and you know he he kind of sums up what we said last night, where the cap hit for Keenan Allen. It would be ideal for the Chargers to release Allen before the June 1st date. 
uh, because they could save like I think it's somewhere like fifteen million dollars of cap space. Yeah, but he he would have a dead cap hit of like nine million dollars. So it would cost some, but they would remove cap space which allowed the Chargers to move on. He's 31 years old. Uh, he's not necessarily a number one wide receiver, but he's a damn good wide receiver. And he'd be the yeah. best guy that the Bears would have on their staff. Uh, he also, Brad Biggs, mentioned that it may not be ideal that that type of player would be ideal. DeAndre Hopkins from the Cardinals, if he's released, may not be ideal. And so, like, the, the question, I guess, I, I want to ask to you, Adam, is when you look at this and you look at where the team is at, if a guy like Hopkins or a guy like like Allen become available, is that something that the Bears should say, let's go grab this guy to make sure the position is solidified, and then we'll try and figure it out in the draft, and then we use all of our assets in free agency to address the offensive and defensive lines? Would that be a good way for Ryan Poles to go about things? Oh, man. I mean... I would like to stay younger. Like, I know he's good, and I know he's reliable, but I would like to get guys on this team that I know are going to be here for a few years until they... Like, it would be a good problem to have to have the Bears have a disgruntled wide receiver, right? Like, like if you've got the the like the luxury of having a great wide receiver, like the problem that the, uh, that the Bengals have, right? Like, they can't pay both Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, so they're probably going to have to move... And Joe Burrow. Sure. So they're probably going to have to move on from one of them, most likely T. Higgins, because Jamar Chase is unbelievable and probably the best receiver in the NFL. I would like this team to stay with the the youth movement, right? I think Hopkins is probably too old. I think Keenan Allen is a little too old. What, is he 30? Uh, Keenan Allen, I think, is 31. I would rather the Bears use their capital and trade for T. Higgins and pay him than paying Keenan Allen. Like, I think they have the money to do that this year. Like, Keenan Allen, to me, is a nice add if you only have a certain amount of cap space and you're, like, one good receiver away. Like, I think, obviously, he's better than Juju Smith-Schuster, but we all thought the the addition of Juju Smith-Schuster for the Chiefs was like, oh, that's a nice piece. Like, that's a good value for, for piece. For one year. For yeah. one year, yeah. And if the Bears were in that position, I would say, fine. Go ahead, sign Keenan Allen, sign DeAndre Hopkins, do whatever. But I want guys that are going to be here for a while that are going to work with Justin Fields in the future, right? Like, I want T. Higgins, who's 24 years old. Draft Quentin Johnston. Draft, you know, uh, Zay Flowers, who we talked about a mock draft yesterday that had that uh, option there. That's what I want to see. I I want them to get younger. Like, I don't need them to be taking flyers on older guys. Now, Keenan Allen's good. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not saying he's not good, and if he's an addition that you have extra cap space and you've got an extra, you know, I don't know how much he's going to cost, but if you've got an extra $6 million lying around, fine. Give it to him if that's what he's willing to take. But to spend 12 to $13 million on him, 14 15 something like that, to me that's too much. Another question that was asked in the Brad Biggs mailbag on the uh, Tribune's website was, which position group should the Bears address first in free agency? And Biggs writes, there's no need to overcomplicate this. The Bears have to be better up front on both sides of the ball. And that's where the offseason plan has to begin. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I, I think day one in free agency, they have to get someone to stuff the run game on defense. And then they also have to find at least one person to be a starter on the offensive line. 
if that's the way the Bears open up in uh, free agency, that would be a good start. I, I feel, I really feel that when we get to draft day, the the two needs that they should be trying to acquire would be a top level wide receiver, and then depth at other defensive positions. But if you could go out and get an edge rusher and a def- defensive tackle and an offensive. Uh, linemen mm-hmm. all within the the start of free agency and really boost the talent level on this team then you're really at a great advantage when you look at the bears heading to the draft holding the number one pick that teams are going to move up to try and get because they want a quarterback and you're going to be able to do whatever you want and you don't have to be forced into picking a guy because oh well we need that player at that position so we got to take him I feel like it could really shape up to uh, this offseason really being successful for the Bears. I would like to to see at whatever 2.01 p.m. or 3.01, whatever time it is that free agency starts, that the Bears are in agreement with Deron Payne, like something like that. Yeah. Like a, a, then that caliber of player. Yeah, because then if you add Will Anderson to that, like that's crazy. <sighs> yeah, that'd be great. Or even even if you add... The next level below those two guys, like if you end up trading back even further and you're in the market for a player like that towards the end of the first round, beginning of the second round, like you're still getting a quality player. You're still getting a day one starter that should be a difference maker in the second round, end of the first round. To, to partner him up with Deron Payne, like I'd be, I'd be very much for that. Same with the, the free agent um, offensive line market. Like if you go out and say, hey, they spent their money on the top offensive lineman that's out there and the top defensive lineman that's out there, and they're still going to get depth in the draft. Like, that's fine. Get depth in the draft. That's good, too. But then you also know they're going to be drafting a wide receiver. They're going to be letting you know where they're going to go. But I want them to make a bigger splash in free agency. Like, I'm not saying overspend, but there are, there are good players out there that you can spend money on that are worth the money. Speaking of splashes... This is breaking news on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. The NBA trade deadline is tomorrow at 2 p.m. And Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN is reporting our first big trade of the trade deadline era since the Kyrie Irving trade to the Mavericks. Uh, The Lakers are finalizing a deal to land Minnesota's D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt in a trade including Mike Conley, and picks to the Timberwolves, Russell Westbrook, and a protected pick from 2027, the L.A. first-round pick, to Utah. So the Lakers will be acquiring D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley. Meanwhile, Mike Conley will be heading to Minnesota, and Russell Westbrook is being sent to Utah. (laughs) So that trade is uh, going down. That's from ESPN. The deal is being finalized per Woj. So there you have it. LeBron gets his way. He gets a point guard. And Malik Beasley is a really good uh, spot-up three-point shooter and defensive player as well. Three quick things. There goes the deal for Zach. Yep. Uh, And Mike Conley was rumored to be uh, wanted by the Bulls. Yep. And I thought that, that Russell Westbrook and Darvin Ham dapped up last night after I the game. I thought they dapped That's what he, up. I thought they dapped up well, after the game things, and everything was good. Things are so good for uh, for them. And I thought Russ, they dapped up. They're, they're sending them to uh, Siberia. I thought they dapped up. NBA, NBA Siberia. Siberia. <laughs> Utah. The Jazz. Oof. Wow. Wow.
This is Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. We have breaking NBA news tonight. Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN, is confirming a trade that has gone down between the Lakers, the Timberwolves, and the Jazz. The Lakers are landing D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Mike Conley and a uh, pick is heading to the Timberwolves. Russell Westbrook and the protected 2027 LA first round pick is heading to Utah. So Utah is taking on Russell Westbrook and they are getting a 2027 first round pick, which Abdallah pointed out after I read the news that has been broken that uh, the Lakers are getting D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, that basically the Jazz are taking on the deal that we've heard it in town. Ta- we've heard here in town rumored for the Bulls and possibly Zach Levine is a Russell Westbrook salary swap slash the Bulls get LA's first rounders in 27 and 29. Well, the Lakers no longer have that 27 dangling no. out there and they've moved Russell Westbrook to uh, NBA Siberia, which is Utah. So Westbrook is in Utah with the first round pick from 2027. Uh, D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt are being sent to Los Angeles to play for the Lakers as they try and make the playoffs. And Mike Conley is being sent to the Timberwolves, which the Timberwolves have struggled at times this season as well with their new mix with Rudy Gobert. So you get Conley and Gobert back together. Uh, playing for the Timberwolves. Russ is now alone with Lowry Marketing in Utah, and D'Angelo Russell is back in L.A. But not only that, not only the, the, the trade for Zach, but also Mike Conley was rumored as a possible point guard solution for the Bulls. Oh, yeah. And now that's no longer available unless Minnesota wants to trade him, but I doubt they do. They're ninth in the West. Like They still have a chance at making the playoffs and, and making you know getting out of the play-in tournament. So... This kind of is, uh, let's, everything that people close to the Bulls that have been saying, I know when Shams was in here with Waddle and Sylvie, he said the same thing, that like, by all accounts, the Bulls don't seem to be the ones, like, we're the ones, and like ESPN, the the article that was trades we want to see, like, we're the ones that have been pushing this narrative for the Bulls to make a move, when in reality, they don't want to make a move. They want to add like a Mike Conley type or, or a Jay Crowder type or something like that for a point guard solution since Lonzo's out, but they're not looking to blow up this core and get rid of Zach or Caruso or Vooch or, or DeRozan or any of these guys. Like They want to stick with what they have and kind of build and think that they can make a run with whatever they end up adding tomorrow by 2 o'clock. Now, the the first big trade uh, at the deadline was the deal with Brooklyn and Dallas. So Kyrie being sent to Dallas uh, for Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, others. So when, when you look at that deal and then you look at the deal tonight, 
to put it in perspective, it is a big deal, but it's also a deal between the ninth, the 10th, and the 13th place teams in the Western Conference. You know, it's funny, like, like when you hear Lakers, Timberwolves, Jazz, you think, oh, that's a huge deal out West. And then you look at the standings. Yeah, it was 9, 10, and 13. As mm-hmm. 13 is trying to solidify their chances to get into the playing games, they're two games back, the Lakers are, of the Jazz in, in the 10th spot. Uh, so, yeah, there, there you go. There's the update. There's the news from Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN Tonight. The Lakers acquired D'Angelo Russell, and they are sending Russell Westbrook to Utah along with the 2027 first-round pick. And we'll see if the Bulls do anything at all before 2 p.m. tomorrow. Abdallah pointed out a lot of the people rumored for Bulls situations were all just handled all in this one trade between mm-hmm. these three teams out west well because zach so, the rumor was that it was going to have to take that 27th pick and then the 20 year 2029 20, pick right? right like it was going to have to take those two picks and you know it's coming on now that that uh, that pick is protected one through four that 2027 pick which just tweeted okay, that it's out still pretty good it's still a good pick i mean it's a top it could be a top five pick if they end up fit so yeah that's fine but now if you're the bulls you're like okay well now what do we do at point guard like what do we what are we going to add? We can't. And, and you look at what happened yesterday, right? The loss yesterday. Like, what, what are we doing? Well, and, and it comes off the game where they, they lose 104 to 89. Uh, the Bulls are 26 and 28, ninth in the East. And tomorrow they play Brooklyn. It's an early game. I think it's a 630 game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what we're doing. I, the Bulls <laughs> told us uh, heading into the season, continuity is what they wanted. So I guess, I guess uh, the message to Bulls fans is just sit and wait. Hopefully Lonzo's back next uh, year. You know, maybe they'll figure it out. I doubt it. Uh, but basically, it seems like they're not too concerned. They told us to wait. Continuity. I don't think they really care what we think. Honestly, like, it, it's an organization that should be at the top of the standings. It should be a world-class organization. I don't think they care. I think that they're, yeah. they're happy people are going to the UC the last two seasons. Uh, there was a big bump last year because they started off so hot. And people were going to games this year. Wouldn't be surprised on the stretch if people stopped going. There is no appetite for the future of this team. There isn't. And last night, you know, DeMar DeRozan's out. Max Levine's out there, though. Your best, well, your your highest paid player. Yeah. What did he do? Not really anything. He's just out there. Again, He because he doesn't really make a difference. He He gives you points per game. Doesn't really make a difference to wins and losses. It and, proves, and I don't think if you removed him from this group, that the record would be much different than the twenty six and twenty eight. I just don't. But it proves that we can agree that Jaws is a superstar, right? John Morant's a superstar, absolutely. But that's what you need. Like just having stars and all stars is not enough. Like DeRozan made an all star this year. Awesome. Congrats to him. He's a great player. Consummate professional. Is their best player. That's great. But you and I have always talked about how Zach Levine is not a superstar. And how do you get superstars? You acquire assets and you acquire picks like the 27, 2027 pick, the 2029 pick from the Lakers, and you just stash those. Yeah, I get it. That pick is not for four years down the line. But you use that to try to flip your team around to get assets like the Lakers are doing and using those picks. The, the Lakers don't have a pick forever. And that's fine because... I guess they they just look at it as we can just keep trading these picks and keep trading these picks. So you have to, at some point, have these assets and accumulate these assets and actual assets, not what the last regime of Gar Foreman and John Paxson were telling us, like 
actual assets, like getting other teams' first-round picks. So you're like, in 2027, we have three first-round picks, and we're going to take those three first-round picks, and we're going to trade it for Luka Doncic, who's pissed about being in Dallas and doesn't want to be there anymore because he hates Kyrie, and they, they re-signed Kyrie, right? Like, you have to be ready for those moments. And the Bulls right now, one, they're stuck dead in the middle of the Eastern Conference, one, and two, they have what looks to be no future. To add to that, Utah, and you're talking about assets, because of the Rudy Gobert trade, Utah now has Minnesota's first-round picks in 23, 25, 27, and 29. And they also have the Lakers' first-round pick in 27. Mm -hmm. So Utah, at the moment, has three three first-round picks for 2027. That's what I'm talking about. And don't you think if Utah wants to get a star... At some point, they can go to a team, yeah. find the next disgruntled star, insert their name here. I'm not saying it's going to be Luca or John Morant or whatever, but if you go to a team three years from now and it's 2025, 2026, and you say to them, hey, guess what? We have three first-round picks coming up in the next draft. You want them? Give us that player. And they make it work. That's how you assemble a team now. It's Black and Abdallah. We'll be right back. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. We've been talking about the breaking news in the NBA, a big trade. The Lakers are acquiring D'Angelo Russell from Minnesota and also Malik Beasley. They are trading with Utah and Minnesota. Minnesota is receiving Mike Conley and a pick. Uh, Russell Westbrook is being dealt to Utah with the lightly protected one through four 2027 first round pick from the Lakers. So Russell Westbrook is being sent to Utah But there's really no incentive for Utah to keep Russell Westbrook. So the big chatter that I'm seeing online now is like Chris Mannix. And a lot of people are suggesting that the Utah Jazz will buy out Russell Westbrook's contract. So if and when that happens, Chris Mannix just tweeted, you know, the Bulls need a playmaker. And Billy Donovan coached Westbrook in Oklahoma City. Quote, probably the best fit for Russell Westbrook. If you're a Bulls fan and you see all this going down with the Lakers making their move, no. uh, they, nope. they get a, a guard, a guard goes back to the Timberwolves nope. and Mike Conley. Nope, nope, the nope. Bulls need a guard. They need help. Nope, 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 Should nope, the Bulls nope. bring in Russell Westbrook for the rest of the season? I'm seeing from Chris Haynes that the Laker, the Clippers are interested. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be interested in Russell Westbrook. He's I'm, not going to come here. I'm sure uh, the Nets may be interested in Russell Westbrook, right? Fine. Like, he and Durant get along, don't they? If it's, he's more likely going to go, you, come dude, where do you think he's going to go play? Well, I'm just saying, the Bulls need help at the guard position, I understand right? it, that's great, but who, who's, who's Zach Levine? Is he Kawhi? Is he Paul George? No. Is he Durant? No. Okay, he's not coming here. <laughs> so you think he's just going to go play for the Clippers? Yeah, he's going to go play for the better teams. Well, he already lives in Los Angeles. Well, of course. Why would he even move? I, if I, I'm if not I, even if getting... I were, if I were me, I would just hope I'd just go to the Clippers because then I don't have to move. I'm not even getting on the plane to Utah. <laughs> right. Buy me out and I'm signing with the Clippers. I'm not even getting on the plane. That's not happening. 
So that's the uh, that's the talk tonight as we're keeping our eyes on the NBA. The trade deadline's tomorrow at 2 p.m. We'll be in tomorrow for Greeny. So uh, we'll have a chance to talk with Captain Jay Hood tomorrow at 10 a.m. Let Jonathan Hood know. Uh, let Tweet Jay Hood know that. At Tweet Jay Hood. They're going to be there. Yeah, in the past, you know, we, when we tell Cap. No, tell Cap. Otherwise, no. he's gonna, you know what's going to happen? He gets so annoyed with Why us. Why didn't you guys tell me? You're leaving me out. Uh, it's on the Bad schedule. teammate. It's on the schedule. It's, I know. It's, <laughs> he could look at the schedule. It's there. We're, we're hosting for Greeny tomorrow. Greeny's off tomorrow. Checks his email. Well, I'm just saying, he, he, if he wanted to find out, he could find out. Jonathan likes talking to us. So he's going to say he's too tired. That we're in uh, for Greeny tomorrow. I'm tired. Black and Abdallah. I need a nap. Here on ESPN 1000. Uh, how about this? Each week here on the show, we like to check in with our, our favorite college basketball hey. Produces this show. He produces Waddle and Sylvie. He hosts Basketball U on the ESPN Chicago app. He is our college basketball expert. And once a week, we talk college hoops with Tyler Aki. How about this? Over the weekend, guys, I watched a college basketball game. Oh, Look at you. Tyler, tell us about Purdue and Indiana. That was a good game. It was. And Indiana was rolling in the beginning of the game. It looked like they were going to just roll past Purdue and... It's weird because they, obviously, Purdue was the number one team in the country heading into that game. But Indiana was actually the favorite. And I think this year, more so than most years prior, <laughs> we've seen home court advantage play a huge role. And I think that was, I got, there's a couple games a year that I get FOMO. I'm like, damn, I wish I was at that game. That yeah. was one of them this year. Yeah, hmm. it looked like uh, the, the fans in Assembly Hall, they were rocking in. Uh, Tyler, what did you think of uh, Dickie V giving a, a rant about oh. those? Who wanted to suggest that this is a big upset, even though Dickie V knew that Indiana was the favorite in the matchup? Well, according to Dickie V, you can't sleep on any team either, ever, right? Like that, that's just how it goes. You like sleep with one eye open. Yep, always one eye open. Yep, you can't sleep on anyone ever. Um, but I wasn't surprised necessarily about it because you look at um, just the way that home court has gone this year and just how young Purdue is at, at guard. I think it's going to be something that actually comes back to bite them uh, in the NCAA tournament. Just from watching the one college basketball game that I've watched this season, there ain't no chance that Purdue's winning the title. You're correct. Uh, mark, mark it down right yeah, now. You're correct. You, you cannot like, you cannot crawl up the floor the way they do and no. not have any ability to create any offense other than dumping it into the big guy. Yep. Like that does not work in the tournament. That's been the Big Ten's problem. It's a, a league that is so big man dominant, and that's all they care about is like the old school version of basketball. Yes. Yeah, and that's why they crumble in the tournament every single year. That's why they don't get to the the second weekend or the the third weekend of the tournament. Like last year, Purdue made a run; they got to the the Sweet Sixteen, but they also had a guard last year that was an NBA lottery pick type top, of guard, top ten player, right in, in the draft. Yeah, top five. And you look at uh, the way that they're conduct they're constructed this year. They don't have anybody that's going to play in the NBA on that team. Like no, Zach Eady's not going to play in the NBA. They have a bunch of guards that were getting wide open passes on the arc, and they were passing up three point shots. Yeah. Yep. And the, fre- who's their little point guard? Shoot the damn ball! They've got mm. two freshman guards, and I'm surprised that uh, Fletcher Lawyer wasn't the one that was uh, triggering a little bit more because he's one of those heat check guys. So. So Purdue loses. Last week we talked about Alabama losing. What is with these top five teams 
and losing games as of late. Obviously, it didn't hurt Purdue. They're still ranked number one. Alabama's now backed up up to number three. But these teams in the top five team seem kind of vulnerable this year. I think it comes down to the guard play. There's no real great guards in college basketball this year. And that's ultimately what makes a team have a, a steady uh, spot in the top three, top five. Usually it's, it comes down to how good is your guard play. And the fact that there were no returning All-Americans at the guard position from a season ago, I think is really hurting um, the, the top five. And that's why you're seeing so much movement up there. And also the fact that it just feels like with, with NIL and Transfer Portal and a lot of returning talent, everyone's just sort of better as a team. So that's why you see so many more upsets, especially with teams that are on the road. I always like a good villain in college basketball. And our, our favorite coach, Coach K, he retired. I'm Duke. I'm the best. It's my court. Uh, he's no longer there, Tyler. But I, I feel like Coach Beheim. I'm Syracuse. Is the new oh, he's villain taking the mantle. I'm in Syracuse. college basketball. I'm Cuse. This is the uh, the classic example of you either die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. And boy, has he become the villain. I'm he thinks that 95% of Syracuse fans still want him to coach. That could not be further from the truth. It may be the opposite. 95% want him out probably at this point. But he has just mm. been an ass to reporters. He has, I mean, the other day he was asked, all right, he had a five-star sophomore, all right? No show a game. Yeah. Didn't show up to the game. Right. And he was incensed that the first question was about that. Like, isn't that sort of a big deal? You know, a, yeah. a five-star guy who it started is. 20 games for you this year, not showing up to a game? Like, isn't that kind of a big deal? Why, why is he so mean to the uh, the student reporters? I know I'm I know all of Cuse. you that uh, went to Syracuse. Uh, you tell us all the, the time. The best reporters in you, the country. You don't specifically, Tyler, but others do. Tell us how great of a broadcasting school <laughs> Syracuse <laughs> University is. <laughs> so why is he so mean to the the broadcasters on on campus? Well, he thinks he thinks he's part of the. Uh, I'm going to harden these kids to to make sure they're they're good to go in the real world. He thinks he's playing coach. Okay. Those kids will not run into a bigger jerk than that guy. They, they won't. will not. No. They won't. What's going on in the Big 12? I see six teams separated by two and a half games. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six ranked teams in this conference. Texas is eight and three. Iowa State seven and three. Kansas is seven and four. Kansas State seven and four. Baylor's six and four. And TCU is six and five in the conference. Does anybody going to want to win the Big 12? Well, I think. If you look at it, Iowa State right now is the only one of those top six teams that's beaten all the other teams. They have a win against all those other teams right now. So what, where are they exactly? What would you say? Seven and three? They are second at seven and three. Yeah, seven half game three. back at Texas. I think they've got the best chance to win the conference regular season just because they have that potential tiebreaker against everyone because they have that game up in the, the head-to-heads right now. But it's, right. it's a lot of fun to watch the Big 12 every week. Tyler, uh, as we head towards March Madness, who's a team under the radar we can uh, keep our eyes on as we head towards March? So there's two teams that I'm keeping my eye on right now. One is Creighton, a team that I really liked in the preseason. They struggled a little bit, but they've kind of figured things out now. They're, they've got their big man back, Ryan Kalkbrenner, um, and they now are 10-2 and two since Kalkbrenner has returned to the rotation. So they're kind of making a, a steady climb back up the rankings. And then Arkansas is another team. 
They started one in uh, one in five in the SEC, but they've won their last five SEC games. So look out for Arkansas and their t- uh, five star Nick Smith. He returned to practice today. He like has not played at all for them this year. I think he's only played like four or five games, but he returned to practice today. So if they get him back, then they could be a team to, to watch out for. Tyler, it's time for the FanDuel game of the night. It's brought to you by FanDuel. Sign up yeah, using the promo code Abdallah, A-B-D-A-L-L-A, or Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R. Use either of those promo codes when you sign up in your first bet up to $3,000. you get that back in bonus bets if you don't hit it. Let's find something in college basketball tonight four people where are you looking tonight let's go with the baylor bears minus nine and a half against oklahoma we've seen baylor blow some teams out lately like absolutely obliterate them by like 20 points and i think oklahoma could be the one of those victims tonight absolutely all right we're gonna go with baylor minus nine and a half as our FanDuel game of the night brought to you by FanDuel. There he is, Tyler Aki. Check it out, Basketball U on the ESPN Chicago app. New episodes posted weekly. Tyler's our college basketball expert here at ESPN 1000. Here on Black and Abdallah, we check in with Tyler uh, each week to get prepared. Abdallah, March Madness is right around the corner. Can't wait. It will be here before you know it. I mean, we have the Super Bowl this weekend. Uh, Valentine's Day is next week. Yeah. And then, boom, you get the NBA All-Star break, and then welcome to March. That's that's what takes place. And then we get all the great college basketball, the high school basketball, and we head towards the spring. If Alabama makes it to the Final Four, Tyler and I will be insufferable. Why? Because. Get in the Oats boat. Grab an oar. Yeah, you've been saying that, but they, they bow out early. No, the, the one time they bowed yeah, out. I early. saw how it went. Yeah, I one time they bowed out. Early. Just wait, just wait this time. <laughs> just Ranked wait third this the, time. They're the number one seed this year, my friend. All right, good. Congrats. It's gonna be great. It's a basketball school. That's that's good for you. Mm-hmm. Where's your team? Let me check. What's that? Where's, where's USC? It's not, It's a football school. Let me check. We focus on football. Mm, <laughs> let me check. Hold on. Black and Abdallah. We'll be I'm back. This Still is scrolling. Black and Abdallah Still on scrolling. ESPN football Chicago. Chicago's scrolling. home Kendall for Williams. sports. Third of the Pac-12. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. No, tomorrow morning, Black and Abdal, we will be in for Greeny. And we would like crosstalk at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Black and Abdal in for Greeny right here on ESPN 1000. Thank you to Tyler Aki and Nick Moxal for producing tonight's show. We will be back tomorrow at 10. In for Greeny right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Adam, did you see this story from earlier in the week? Scientists are now working to revive the woolly mammoth. And they are saying that the woolly mammoth, hybrids of the beast, could be roaming Earth in just five short years. We could have the woolly mammoth that is extinct back roaming this planet. Yeah, I did uh, see this uh, Colossal, which is the uh, company that is doing this, saying that the woolly mammoth's DNA is 99.6% match of the Asian elephant, and that by the time we get to 2027, we will all die at the hands of the woolly mammoth. 
uh, because apparently they've never seen movies before. Um, <laughs> the article also says uh, they could do this with the Tasmanian tiger and uh, expect a variety of new ethical questions to arise as to how to handle this creature and potential reintroduction issues. Uh, I've, I've watched documentaries. I've seen movies. I've seen Jurassic Park. Don't be stupid. Like, let's just not do this. Can we just not? Do we need fuzzy elephants? Do we need fuzzy elephants with gigantic tusks? It'd be kind of cool to see them walking around. No, just down the street, because that's they, what's going to happen. Would they be here in North America? Probably a pe- Or is this only, like, in far-off lands? Um, would this be on the on the homeland? I would imagine that every, uh, every state in the Union is going to try to get their hands on a mammoth, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, especially those weird Florida zoos. Well, we got ourselves a mammoth. <laughs> Look at us. Come check. We got a tiger over here. And a woolly mammoth. We got a mammoth. We got that fuzzy elephant right over here. We just taped a wig onto that elephant. Nobody, just can't we just, just someone dress up as Snuffleupagus and be like, look, you got your fuzzy, <laughs> you got your Sesame Street animal. Okay. Like, why are we doing this? There, you know what's next? This is a slippery slope. Well, you know what's next? Saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. And then after that. Yeah, Dinosaur. all kinds of cool things. That, that no, not away. cool things. Not cool yeah. things. Not cool things. The kids want to see them. Not cool things. You've listened to these shows the last couple of nights. The kids only want what's happening now. No, they have no respect for the past. So the kids want what's here now. No, they no, want thank the you. dinosaurs now. No, thank you. They're the same kids that are telling you that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan because <laughs> they don't want to know the no, history. Thank you. No, they thank you. They just want to say what is now is nope. real and the best. No. So they want dinos now. Then they they can be the ones to be in charge of taking care of them and containing them, fighting them off. Yeah, fine. They're in the front line. They're the ones we throw at the at the bushy elephants. Like can this you, is can not. You say that a bushy elephant. A bushy elephant. <laughs> We've all had a bushy elephant. <laughs> Nobody wants this, man. Well, I I thought I saw. I saw that they they're they're resurrecting the dodo bird as well. That's fine. That's Is a that dumb correct? bird. That's a dumbass bird. Haven't they been trying to do that for years? But they're on the verge. Are they on the verge? Tyler. They're on the verge. Okay, Knocking here's the door. I get it. It's a right? billion dollar startup that's bringing back animals. Look, look you're right about for this. zoo news. Look, More zoo news potential. Look, this sounds exactly like a movie that we've seen. Look, look. If you didn't survive, sucks to be you, right? Well, isn't that where the saying survival of the fittest comes from? Yeah, guess what? Comes from? You weren't the fittest. So sorry. That's exactly where it comes from. Get out of here. The, the reason you are no longer here is you could not adapt. You're not the fittest anymore. You couldn't get it done. Get out of here, fuzzy animal. We got shaved elephants over right here. Your your clutch time stats were bad. Go see some shaved elephants. You're gone. I don't need... Bushy elephants roaming the streets of Illinois, of Chicago down here. I got to run to my car because a saber-toothed tiger might chase me. Get out of here. Well, they're not going to not gonna be in downtown Chicago. Well, you don't think the zoo's going to have one? Well, maybe the zoo. Guess what? They get out. And then what? Well, they don't not, think a saber-toothed tiger's going to bite right through that enclosure? They're not coming for you. Nah. They don't want anything to do with you. Nope. Well, what do you have to offer? What do you, what do you got? What is that, meat? Peanuts? What is that? I, I got peanuts. I don't think you have anything to offer there. Oh, I don't think they want to. Are you kidding me? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm <laughs> chunky and slow. I'm first to go, man. I'm first to go. It's you. It's you and Tyler, the runners, that push me down. I keep I'm, me behind. I'm picturing them slicing into a, a, a thick cut of Abdallah, going, "Look at the marbling on this yeah. one." Yeah. 
I'm that Wagyu, baby. I'm A5 Wagyu. This, this one's grass-fed. That's what I am. Are you kidding me? A5 Wagyu. With great marbling. Extra chunk. And I'm slow. I can run five miles, but I'm not doing it fast. Tyler and I, our, our muscle uh, com- composite Nobody is Nobody wants too, your bony ass. Yeah, it's too stringy. It's gross. Yeah, that's that's no good. No. We, we can't get enough steaks out of that. I'm going to die because I'm slow and I taste like Wagyu. <laughs> well, the nice thing is I don't think a woolly mammal, mammoth, is uh, is is eating humans. No, but that saber-toothed tiger is. Well, of course, but like the woolly mammoth is what? That that's a But it doesn't matter those tusks, man. It's eating grass and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, but still they're angry. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Are they? If you came back Elephants for the first time, angry? if you woke up for the first time, and <laughs> you were extinct. You're not just waking up. <laughs> you didn't have and think we about a it. baby. No, think about it. It's all a revenge <laughs> tour. Yeah, but guess it's what? You're just have, waking but up. You're the only one. There's no, you don't have any friends. All your other friends are shaved? No, if they do the this, they'll, hairy one? they'll have a lab and they'll have like three or four of them. No, because you remember together. the weird hairy kid in high school? <laughs> what? It's a weird hairy kid. It's like you got hair way too early. Yeah, there's one of those. Yeah. In eighth grade. Yeah, that kid was he weird. Like he was, didn't have any he was friends. 26. And that's what this kid's going to, no, that's what was, this woolly man is going to be friend. like. Nope. It was like the, mo- was the movie with uh, Robin Williams where he was bigger than everyone else. Big? No, no, no. no. That, that's oh, Tom Hanks. Um, Jack. Jack. It was yeah. like that. Jack, yeah. It's not going to be Jack, man. <laughs> he's going to He's like, where are all my friends? <laughs> His only friend up. is going to be a saber-toothed tiger. And then you've got a saber-toothed tiger riding on a woolly mammoth right. coming to kill us. My, Because he's going to be yeah. my fat ass. Yeah. I saw that story. <laughs> I thought you'd find it interesting. Carmen in North Riverside, you want to say goodnight to the people? Good night, Chicago. You're listening to ESPN Chicago. Eberflus.